This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. After the Friday night lights, we have clear eyes, full hearts, and with Blue Monday, you can't lose. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith and joining me for the flagship show tonight are David Diamond and Rich Woodward. And how great are weekends when you've already won on a Friday night? <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do love it on a Saturday when you've won on the Friday and you think, oh man, we better turn up. Oh, we've already turned up. Yay! And then you start think, thinking about other teams' games, which we'll talk about later, and hoping for miracles or things to go your way. And it kind of did a little bit. So yeah, good week all, a good, good weekend all in all. It's probably the worst time to lose a game, isn't it, Dave, over the weekend? Yeah, it is. It is yeah, you've got to carry that pain through the Saturday and probably your you know, immediate, <clears throat> your immediate clubs around you, no, no doubt, following a loss will pick up points and stuff. So, yeah, there's always that. But, no, it was nice to be able to sort of stretch out yesterday and just see how things panned out. And as Rich sort of alluded to, yeah, it panned out pretty well. Excellent stuff. And the ITFC women's team ensured that it was a really good weekend, Rich, with a really decent victory against Milton Keynes. Yeah, resounding victory. Uh, we had a little bit of jeopardy pre-match with a pitch inspection. The heavens <laughs> opened at midday-ish and then again at one o'clock. And then I, I, I was hoping that I was really worrying that we might have thunderstorms during the pod, which would have added some atmosphere. But Man, that was It was a incredible. bit feisty a bit earlier, wasn't it? Um, About six but, o'clock, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, but we ended how, the weekend well. How did the pitch, the pitch obviously stood up well. I mean, I saw on yeah. Matt's report that perhaps it suited the, suited the you know, us because we were pinging it about. Looks like we just uh, we <laughs> lost have. Rich there momentarily. Yes. Um, but <laughs> yeah, really so when Rich, when Rich comes back, he can fit, fill us in on, on that performance because I know he was there. He's back already. Let's get there him back in. Right, the internet. There you go. <laughs> just, and that, that? I, I love to pretend that I meant that, but I really I have no sure. idea what happened there. I can assure, uh, I can assure watchers that, that with listeners that wasn't a lightning strike unless it's very, very local up over Rushmere. Right? Yeah, just Rushmere. Yeah, <laughs> so, it pitch held up really well, Dave. Um, yeah. I mean, we haven't had a huge amount of rain in this part of the world anyway. No, no. Um, but then you're worried that it just holds it on the surface. But no, is is it? You know, it's slow a little bit, but the grass is always quite long. Um, yeah, Felix does. So, but it didn't Helped make a, a noticeable difference. And it was stuff. a 5-1 a fi- a victory, Rich. Um, who, who scored the goals? Yeah, um, scored the goals at a really great time, Mikey. Um, bit of a, you know, quite a really competitive start to the game. Um, both teams kind of getting stuck in and, you know, in that kind of, those kind of conditions, you do worry a little bit that someone's going to go flying through and slide tackle and someone and get sent off or something like that. But fortunately, weathered that storm and, um, you know, we have to, pay a massive amount of credit to Fred Godfrey um, who we've got on this dual registration from Arsenal just just a class above really real excellent quality on the left wing um, and but um, 
I'm not sure she's got a huge amount of first uh, involvement in the first two goals. Bonnie Horwood, who had, had gone a year without scoring a goal, um, scores a quality free kick right into the side of the net. Maybe the keeper could do better. Um, striker's instinct for the second. And then um, a really great move dying from uh, in defence with Eloise King. Plays it out to Summer Hughes. We know she's got pace to burn, cross in, and Natasha Thomas puts it away with confidence. And then Freya Godfrey gets the goal that she, you know, she could have had a hat trick, hit the bar, just great running, um, fearless, you know, ghosts pass players. She's going to be a real threat for us. She got a deserved goal and then could have scored the fifth, but um, the ball falls for our friend of Blue Monday. He sponsored Abby Lafayette to lash the ball home from close range. And there'd be disappointment that they didn't get keep the clean sheet, but you kind of think 5-0 with a few minutes to go, you know, it, it is going to be an ask to keep your, you know, concentration for the full game when you when the game is so, you know, so over as it were. Um, so maybe disappointing there, but really resounding win. And and after the jitters at the start of the season, it's starting to look really good. And players are coming back now from injury. Lucy O'Brien, another player that Friends of Blue Monday sponsor, she made an appearance off the bench. So bodes really well, Mikey. She was on. Um, she was on Radio Suffolk pre-match. Lucy O'Brien spoke really well. Yeah, they all do. And and Fred Godfrey's done the post-match today as well. Spoke really well about the team. And, you know, Joe Sheen was saying that, you know, it's, it's great a performance as Freya Godfrey put in. It's, it's a, the, the team enables that type of performance. And it really was a team effort today. There was no one who kind of, you know, everyone put in a shift, as it were. They're really good. Excellent. So two two wins over the weekend. And our viewers and listeners can enjoy another win rich by buying tickets to to our live show which is what is it three less than three weeks away now yeah it's three weeks um it's going really quick isn't it i went and had a scout of the venue chaps on um on friday with our hosts at portman road quite nice to walk around there it is um portman road with sunny air climbs yeah different (laughs) maybe a bit different on the 12th of november but come and join us um, in person. It's, uh, we do enjoy a lot of people in the chat um, today, which is great. And um, we get a lot of good interaction on the excellent Telegram group as well. But we much prefer to see people in 3D, don't we, guys? So tickets on sale now. We've had a really, yeah, a good good kind of chunk. I think Ben called it an early spike. We've definitely had that. Um but we expect a few more ticket sales to be made towards the end. But don't miss out. Lots of cool stuff planned um, in Portman Road after Cheltenham, 7.30 for an 8 o'clock start. Lots of fun and games. And just, yeah, being communal, chatting football, having a few drinks, a few quizzes, giveaways, and maybe some special guests as well. So what's not to like? Excellent. Sam Miguel on tap, I believe, in there, Dave? I couldn't tell you, Rich. Any? No, I think there's definitely some. There's we'll an East Coasty. It's great, no, isn't it? Know. Oh, well, no, yeah, that's it's Joe, Joe Fair's territory, <laughs> definitely. Um, tickets um, available. We've got a pinned tweet, and I think a pinned Facebook post as well. But if you go to BlueMondayITFC.co.uk, there's a paragraph that says "Buy your tickets for the live event," and that's a link. So just click that. Excellent. And uh, you, you mentioned the, the viewers in the chat, Rich. Let's let's say good evening to Ooh. a few of them. Um, Lee, Lee was here before before Dave was actually tonight. <laughs> he was he was he was already saying hello at 7.53, which is a good um, seven minutes for Dave took his seat. Uh, Dan, Dan Connors evening all anyone else still a little horse from Friday night? Uh, Lee says nay. There you go. But yeah, I was pretty horse yesterday, weren't you, Rich? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. I quite I like it when I, I. There was plenty of shouting, referee shouting. I think mostly yeah. on Friday, but I do like it going into a podcast because then my voice sounds a bit deeper. Um, uh, but unfortunately, it's worn off a little bit. A bit more Barry White. I was on the PA today though, so it did come in at the AGR second time running. By the way, um, I've got a one hundred percent record calling the matches at for ITFC Women, so maybe I'll get that gig permanently, and I'll be super horse when it comes to podcasting, <laughs> won't it? Super horse is that a, a super horse. A new new nickname for <laughs> ITFC? Not um, for me. <laughs> um, no comment. Veronica Cunningham heart rate is still up. It was exciting, wasn't it? If it wasn't a fantastic game, but it was quite quite ex- an exciting event. Tony Rand evening all pretty good weekend overall. Absolutely. Yeah. Romeo evening all. Mullets here. Jules is here. 
Jason Milton, yeah, all the usual suspects, and yeah, Matt Macon agrees that the pitch did hold up. Dave, sorry, I didn't, I didn't get to, to that one early enough. Thanks for um, Matt. Just as my internet failed for stepping in, good yeah. man. He wrote an excellent match report for TWTD, by the way. Yeah, it was so good. I check it out. Yeah. Oh, Neil Neil Atkinson is watching from Paris, running back and forth to the Bonsoir. kitchen to finish cooking. And I think there was somebody in the chat that possibly did the Ipswich half marathon. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just I've, 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 uh, here we go. J- Jason Milton. Jason. Uh, can't talk legs are killing me. Congratulations, Jason. Um, not not fantastic um, conditions for, no. for running the I spoke half about that this morning. So. It was just horrible for for a, an hour or so this morning, right in the middle of it, I think. Yeah, and my 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 old man was doing a a, a cycle ride down in Surrey, a th- thirty Oof. mile off road. Um, wow. And he said it was, yeah, like the <laughs> trails are more like rivers for a lot of it. But yeah, well, well done, everyone, for getting out outside today. Rich, yeah. Rich on the microphone, some people out running, cycling. Um, I think Dave walked his dog. I, I made it out to the driving range. We've all done really well, haven't we? So let's let's get into talking about um, <laughs> Friday. Can I, just stop you there? Can I just stop you right there? Can I, can I just stop you right there? Rosie's my granddaughter, not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop there. Moving on. <laughs> She's a bit of a dog. No. Bless her. Well, Not quite in Phoenix yeah, night. She's Rosie. gorgeous. What have you done Lovely. there? Yeah, poor anyway, Rosie. I can, I yeah. can only apologise. Justice for Rosie. Dave. That's um, absolutely fine. <laughs> right, yeah. Can we get into Friday night's game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey, when did you lose control of the fight? Already. <laughs> so, playing in all black and in front of a crowd of over 28,000, Kieran McKenna once again made a few changes to the lineup. Um, I'll come to you, Dave. Were you... Were there any surprises there? We we called Caden Jackson a, a an away player, but he was yeah, selected from a, the start. A, a bit surprised again, perhaps a bit surprised that he didn't go with Ladapo as the sort of focal point of the attack again. But you know, it is this sort of rotation system of the front of the front three it's pretty much game in game game out now. So. Um, yeah, a little bit surprised, but <laughs> not surprised in, in a lot of ways. Um, the rest of the team pretty much picks itself, don't you? It is those front, those rotational front three, really, which is a nice, um, a nice habit to have. I mean, obviously, there's another game on Tuesday, so no doubt there was an eye to that. Chaplin on the bench, Edwards on the bench, obviously start with Ladapo on the bench as well. So obviously one eye on that <clears throat> and more of that we'll get to later because I think it's going to be yeah, even more changes, obviously, um, out of necessity on um, on Tuesday. But um, yeah, ha- again, you know, look at the squad. Happy. You're happy enough with that, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Rich, were you were you a little bit surprised to see Chaplin on the bench? I know a few people in the Telegram have been suggesting that he may he may be rested at some point, but were you surprised <clears> that he was rested for this one, big occasion and all? Um, not really, Mikey. I think, as you say, it had been something that has been discussed for a while and um, not finding the net. You know, he's had such a great season and set the bar so high. And we said similar to, about Harness a few weeks back as well when, when the goal stopped going in for him. Um, that you kind of feel like McKenna owes it to the squad to give opportunities to people. I guess it was a surprise maybe that it was John Jules rather than than Edwards, who's had a really good few weeks. Um, and maybe McKenna sees him more as a, a finisher, to use Joe's terminology, than a starter. Um, so, no, I wasn't necessarily surprised about that. Interesting that there was no Vincent Young, and I'm not sure we've heard about that. And great to see Cameron Humphreys on the bench as well. Um, he'll yeah he'll he'll maybe get more opportunities as we'll talk about shortly as well but mm. no I'm, I'm I was generally okay with that interesting about Jackson but um, I, I understood the reason for the Chaplin rotation cool we'll just have a look at this this Derby team um, I guess the the main headlines from an Ipswich perspective was that David McGoldrick was on the bench and Connor Hurahan wasn't fit to start Rich yeah, very helpful that. Um, I was uh, listening to the pre-match walking down to the Greyhound on Friday and um, Seb lifted my mood. I, I skipped a little bit as when I heard that Huran had only just returned to training because, yeah, he's he's different class at, the, at this level. Interesting, there's a lot of ex-Ipswich interest on their bench in Scott Loach. You can still mm-hmm. find him. Huran, you mentioned yeah. him, McGoldrick, um, but also Richard Stearman. Richard Stearman. But yeah. there's still, there's plenty of class there. Championship pedigree, isn't there, in, in Chester and Barkhuizen and Mendes Lang, who's built like a brick what's-it house. And we know about Asula, who's, um, I think, was linked with us, wasn't he, um, on loan 
Um, Curtis Davis, we'll talk more about him as well as the captain. So still plenty of quality there. And, you know, it was going to be an interesting to see whether it was a Paul Warren team like we're used to with Rotherham or whether they would try and play us at our own game. And it was maybe a little bit of, to borrow a David Diamondism, a bit of both, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was a little bit of both. Let's just quickly have a look at how Sofa Score thought that we lined up. It's definitely a back four, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, with it is. Danassian yeah. at right back. And no, I think I think so. He yeah, didn't get yeah. forward much at all um, on Friday night, did he? No, he Danassian? didn't, to be fair. No, he didn't. In Nor fact, did he I against thought... Lincoln, Dave, either. No, not really. Yeah. No. Again, I, people were saying he had a... I've, I've, I've had two schools of thought there. Some people have said, you know, he had a poor game Friday, but I don't think he did, really, did he? Defensively, you know, he perhaps, was fine. Yeah. Defensively, he's fine. Perhaps, you know, mm. perhaps poor game in the fact that, we, you know, we didn't see him in the, perhaps much of me attacking um, yeah. in the attacking third. However, I've got to say a shout for Derby. I thought their best player was was the left the left sided player, Cashin. Oh, with the, Cashin. Um, yeah. with the high shorts, with the tucked in shirt and the high <laughs> shorts. Yeah, he was, um, he was pretty good throughout and I thought he played generally played Burns pretty well throughout as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was excellent. The love child of Declan Rice, Jay Tab and Lee Catamol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love the high shorts. Yeah, yeah the yeah. shorts were, were enormous, weren't they? Tony Dinning-esque, I described them as. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, right. he was just, he was just the interceptions, the way he read the game and he was just really neat and tidy on the ball really as good. well, wasn't he? Yeah. Nice left foot. Yeah, decent. First time, first time I've seen him, yeah. Hmm. Cool. I was just going to dip into the... Yeah, here we go. There's another fan of Cashin. Flim yeah. Flam. The lad just yeah, seemed to be everywhere. He did, didn't he? Mm. He um, did. Romeo says it as well. Cashin was excellent. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's not often that we really get high on an opposition player when when the opposition haven't won a game. But it... It's it, it's especially nice to see these good performances when you've when you've got the win in the bag. A little bit like the Jamal Campbell Rice that we, we can be magnanimous about. about it, can't we? Yeah, yeah exactly. It, there's a few. I remember the the lad who played for bizarrely a few seasons ago. I think they came in and got a nil nil. Dev, Devonport. He played for Burton. I think it was on for for Man City. I remember. I think I was doing the pub with Ben, and I said, Ben, I think I've just seen one of the best players I've ever seen at this level, sort of thing. I think that yeah, that might be Championship even. And he was he was absolutely outstanding. I don't really know even whatever. I think he went on to play for Blackburn or something like that. But every so often you'll see a player in the opposition that just stands out, and he certainly did on Friday night. Yeah, there was quite a good Wigan player a few years ago playing right back. I think it's called Reese James. I don't know if he ever really <laughs> yeah, ever happened, happened to him. Happened yeah. much. Yeah. How happened to him? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he was playing centre mid that day, wasn't he? Was. he? <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have played anywhere, couldn't he? Um, and with Port- Portman Road rocking, and it re- it really was uh, uh, certainly at the start of the game. It was Ipswich that made the stronger start. It was a nice corner routine which saw a wicked outswinging cross from Evans. Lovely shape that wasn't it, Dave? It was Ooh. fumbled by. Wildsmith in the Derby. Yeah, I don't Burns, know if Burns tried to get a touch. Or yeah, he yeah Burns it. didn't really com- commit to it or maybe anticipate to it. Maybe he's a bit slow to anticipate. It was a lovely move, sort of in, out, back again, and a lovely whip ball. And um, yeah, Burns had been a bit more, shown a little bit more, well, yeah, willingness to get to the ball. I think uh, he gets a nick on that, and that's Ian, isn't it? Absolutely. Sorry, these comments, they, they always seem to come in slightly too late, don't they? Yeah. Romeo says JD was brilliant defensively. They pinned our right side down pretty well. Yeah. Um, 14 minutes in, Rich, and there's a penalty shout with John Jules going down under the challenge of Mendes Lang. Yeah, Where- I, having watched this back on the highlights, so I'm in the north lower, so, you yeah. know, as always, when I, I shout for this penalty straight away, I've got the best view in the house where I am. Um, and... Uh, you know, you're going to call those whenever someone goes down in the penalty area, aren't you? And and I think it's one of those seen them given, but I can understand why the referee's not given it kind of thing, because definitely John Jules is kind of looking for it. He's, he's, I'm not saying he's, he's starting to go down, but as soon as he feels the contact, he goes down. But there is, there is contact there. I think Mendes Lang does, does clip his shin a little bit, but it's a bit soft and I can understand and why I the referee didn't give it. I think he gets a bit of the, ball as well doesn't he perhaps a little bit of the ball <laughs> mullet there GV oh, yeah, oh, yeah all right, sure. okay yeah well yeah, I th- uh, we'll talk about the other penalty maybe we maybe it evened itself up later on perhaps on that yeah. one but uh, I think there was enough to call it but similarly maybe it's a it's a 50-50 one and you know the referee it's early on he maybe doesn't want I thought the referee was fine on Friday actually yeah um, but maybe he wants to avoid uh you know making himself too much of a villain too early on 
and in, and all on Christ Friday, I know we'll get to. It, we also had the the assistant making a decision for once. Goodness wow, me! Wow, yeah, going on? Mm. indeed. Yeah, but that's because he had vociferous fans behind him, Dave, in that corner of the cobbled stand. Uh, where I is sit that now. what it was? Is that yeah. what, Mikey, what, what, just... Woodbridge was at the Woodbridge Massive? Was it? <laughs> Whereabouts like, are you in the cobble, Mikey? So I, I normally now sit in the block closest to the um, to the Bobby Robson. How far rowdy, to the front? Rowdy, uh, quite quite low down. I think it was row, row F. I was just wondering about your eyebrows. They're still there. Did you feel the heat from those fire, whatever they're called, the flames <laughs> you know before what? kickoff? I, I even had more beers than what I remembered because I don't remember seeing the flames. Oh, really? Wow! I, know. I think I think it was the I think it was queuing up to get in. I, there were people I, spontaneously. I, I got to my seat just as the just as the match started. But but those flames they're more of a problem at the cricket in the summertime, aren't they? When it when you sat there in the twenty five degree heat and the yeah. flames keep coming up, wasn't quite so much convenient. of a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the rest of the first half was a, just a little bit frustrating, really. And there's quite a few comments here talking about and obviously i didn't have that many beers because i was spotting this at halftime as well we were really poor in possession at times weren't we a lot of passes going astray as rob hughes says simple passes not our usual quality maybe due to the emphasis on intensity i think somebody else suggested that it might have been because we were playing on sky and that's in people's heads or or do you think it maybe the lincoln defeat made us a little bit more edgy at home yeah, I think I think maybe that. I don't think Sky. I don't think the players pay any attention to that whatsoever. The fans certainly do, but I don't think the players pay any attention to that. And I think you're right. Perhaps it was a a bit of a hangover from the from the Lincoln game. And there were there, there were simple passes. Yeah, we yeah we just didn't seem to be at it. Like you said, intensity. We just didn't seem to be at it in the first half, did we? Yeah, and you've got the a little bit of unfamiliarity between. You know Jackson and and John yeah. Jules to an extent maybe yeah. doesn't help with that. I thought Harness was busy and trying to make stuff happen as always. I thought Harness you know, had a good game. I think probably yeah. maybe it's, I don't think it's any coincidence that there were you didn't we didn't see a huge amount of Lee Evans. We talked about that cross for the Burns chance, but mm. maybe you know you, you usually see Lee Evans dropping in and getting the ball and maybe spraying you know crossfield diagonals and all that kind of stuff, and that that didn't really happen as well. But you know Derby were as we expected them to be under Paul Warren were you know, pressing quite high, weren't they? Quite intense. Um, but maybe we just cancelled each other out a little bit first off. Yeah. Yeah. Just for a bit of balance, Ian Wallbank says, some people saying we weren't great on Friday. We aren't going to dominate everyone with 70% possession every game. Ground it out yeah. on to Tuesday. Those mm-hmm. kind of wins get, get yeah. you promotion. It's a great shout. There was uh, someone posted, I think it was Jack in the Telegram group, posted a quote from a Derby message board. Someone saying, Ipswich oh, yeah. are the quintessential League One team, <laughs> which I kind of misinterpreted a little bit. But, but I, I kind of take great credit from the fact we can grind out wins like this when, and, and the, you know, wins against the likes of Morecambe when we go goal down and Cambridge where we have to be patient. You know, that is it's very different from last season. And, and Ian's right, you know, on our best days, we will have 65, 70% position and we will wipe teams out like we did now against Cambridge, but wins against the likes of Derby with the strength of their squads with an organised match like Warren probably gives us more hope than maybe the you know the three 0 wins against Cambridge and so on. So I saw that tweet and I, I thought it was a good tweet actually about the quintessential because mm. I think what the, the underlying sort of part of the tweet was that we just do everything really well. Yeah, and we're not which, a pushover you know, think, anymore. Yeah, yeah, which I think was pretty spot on really. Hmm. And we can't be too annoyed about being sloppy in possession at times because that is oh. actually a strength that we have, isn't it? It was just, you can probably just file that as an off day, but an off day where we got the result. So not really, that, not really a huge problem. As Rich said, they're a typical worn team and they, they, they pressed, didn't they? They pressed really, pressed really hard and forced especially mistakes. midfield. It was yeah. pretty congested, really congested in the midfield. Was. Um, yeah. That's why they made it. I will go uh, talk through the second half in a bit, but this this comment jumped out at me from Joel97. Is is anybody slightly concerned about the change to a four two three one with the majority of these players struggling with this formation under Paul Cook? I don't think don't think this defenders are necessarily struggling with it. No, I, I don't think I'm not worried. So it's a it's a good shout um, from Joel. I I I think I'm not sure McKenna has said this. But I'm pretty certain I've heard it associated with the likes of McKenna and other coaches at this level. The formation really isn't as important Fluid. as the players and, and the, the approach that you take to the game. And I think 
we've been playing the same way. We've evolved it and we can move back to a three at the back if we yeah. want to. But it, I think we're ultimately comfortable with it. I think there's maybe a little bit of an evolution with Danassia not bombing on as much. And maybe that's more of a defensive tactic um, because maybe the, I think the right-hand side has been targeted maybe a little bit because we bomb on down there. But I think everyone figures out the system or knows where each other are. You know, this Harry from Bath trademark covalent bond, isn't it? I think the, the players know the system enough that, whether it's a four-two-three-one or a three-two-three, whatever you want to call, it. I don't know. I've learned, run out of numbers, guys. But do you know what I mean? I think it's less about the the tactics, um, sorry, yeah. the the formation, and more about the tactics. Yeah, M- Michael Warner says we were trying to get trying to get the ball through the middle of the park rather than going out wide and doing the mm. cutbacks. That was probably partly the way that Warren set up Derby, yeah. wasn't it? He's trying to avoid that situation where where Burns gets him wide. So yeah, maybe keeping Wes Burns quiet was was the plan from one. So into the second half, guys. Um, and early stage of the second half, sort of follow a si- similar pattern. Um, Warren makes the first subs with two Ipswich old boys coming on within a few minutes of each other. First of all, David McGoldrick and then Conor Hurahan. Did he feel any less confident at this stage, Dave? With it, we we starting to, to worry? Yeah, a bit. I think a bit. I mean, I think we'd started that half pretty well, and I think we were I say dominating, but we I think we were you know after half time. Uh, we we certainly had the upper hand after half time. Certainly, don't know what the possession stats were in the second half, so in that part of the game. But I think we were really, really starting to exert pressure and get on top at that stage, and really were started to pin them back. But it's the same old when you see someone like McGoldrick come on, and you know he's got a goal in him and stuff. And then Hurahan, I didn't realise. I, I was surprised he's on the bench. I must admit, I didn't fully appreciate he's carrying an injury, perhaps. But um, yeah, I mean they're two at this level. They're two class players, so yeah, of course you do. But I think McGoldrick was 60. I think Hurahan was, well, 65, I think. And then right on top of the goal. 65, I... yeah. Two two minutes after Hurahan enters the field, um, it's us celebrating the opener, Rich. But I feel I'm like you gonna... want to go back to talk about something else. Yeah, sorry. I just Can I surprise you? I, 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 like, I like wine. No, um, we had only 46% possession in the second half. Did we? Yeah, which according, according to SofaScore, I'm happy to be corrected in the chat. This is for wow. second half overall, and certainly in the first half line share. But second half only, um, only forty six percent, which must be one among the lowest of the season so far. Um, we did have to a... me that seemed to me that up until we scored, certainly yeah, up until we scored, we were fairly much on top. Maybe I, th- I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe um, yeah, that and there was on that when they half chance on. for Harness. Pushed on. Yeah, and Cashin blocks one from Harness, which seems destined from the bottom corner. And Cashin yeah. is involved. We've we've given him a lot of credit. Um, he's he's it's a kind of a pre pre kind of assist here for the for yeah. this goal, isn't it? Uh, but it, it's Davis, isn't it? I don't think it? you can. I don't think you could be harsh on no, him. No, he, <laughs> he just wins. He wins. He wins the ball again, doesn't he? He, he wins it back, doesn't he? Actually, yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, and it's just a no look. Um, you know, probably a pass that Davis has played loads of times in his career. Um, but the one time that you don't want to do it is when you've got a guy with the pace of Caden Jackson bearing down and Burns is bearing down and Harness is bearing down. And again, if you're looking for differences between the team, you know, this season versus last season, we just didn't get bodies forward around the striker. Now we've got three, we're hunting in packs, cliche, hunting in packs. And Jackson does great to anticipate, does great to take it past the keeper, but similar to Davis, doesn't get his head up. And, you know, we're quite fortunate it hits the post and goes back out to Burns because realistically that could have gone anywhere frankly and yeah. he really should score there he didn't have his radar on but we'll talk about that more in a second he had a shot in the start of the second half i think where you know into the second almost into the upper tier of the north stand where he shoots from the edge of the box but fortunately this one breaks the force of burns who's very calm marcus harness is great i don't know if you see this guys but marcus harness is there saying calm down you've got plenty of time rather than yeah give it to me I want to score Marco Harness is like, yes chill out it's yeah. fine and he's very chilled out and he, he waits for Chester to maybe you know yeah. commit to one side and side foots it back across him and Paul Monroe goes crazy doesn't it I love it I when think, that happens I think that's the point I'm going to make You're right he's, he's, he's got a score there really but he has got Chester on the line so he has got to be wary wary of that and um, yeah he, he, he just tucks it away really nicely does it he's great I mean what has he said what a feeling you know right in front of the 28,000 fans there, but in front of us, Bobby Robson, good, well, absolute brilliant feeling and yeah, good finish. And I think, like I said, on the start of the second half, I think, I think deserved at, at that point. Yeah. Agreed. It really was proper limbs, home limbs. Was <laughs> Priskin-esque, <laughs> was wasn't it? it? Priskin-esque. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Probably best home limbs of the season. Or may, uh, maybe Burns against Portsmouth, I guess. Might have yeah. been. Yeah. Maybe then the goal, the end. There's, uh, there's, there's, I know that we. I've, I've just bemoaned. I thought Jackson was excellent, by the way, as much as people. Uh, yeah, I've just been, I've just been negative there a little bit. But he, yeah. he worked really hard and on another night would have had, you know, two or three goals maybe. Yeah. Um, but the, I love it when you get the anticipation of the shot off the post and Burns finishing it. Whereas the one against Portsmouth kind of is looping and you, we lose yeah. sight of the ball a little bit. Yeah. So. The one against yeah. Portsmouth, when I, when I was sitting there, where I sit up the other end, it's almost, has that gone in? Is he yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, weird suppose, one. It's yeah. just looped, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but no, so it was great. Really, really you know, good at the um, Accrington-Bolton game this weekend. Oh, the we third goal, oh, the results. The yeah. One, yeah. Flying. And they've got no um, roof on the stand, so you can see it as well. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. F- Flim Flam said, uh, we've, we've got to read this one out. That would have been a goal for Jackson if we were playing at Wigan. <laughs> oh, um, this yeah. is, of course, because of the oh, right. <laughs> shaving <laughs> of the goal goals. Yeah. Um, Lee says, Jackson works his socks off. Can't take a penalty, but you can't say he doesn't put a shift in. Uh, Jules says if Jackson scored, thought he would have gone on to be man of the match. So, yeah, let's talk yeah. about... Actually, um, before that penalty came, um, he came close to making it 2-0 with a really good first touch. I think it was Wolfenden playing a yeah. nice long pass up to him. He took it and really Jack- well. That Jackson isn't great in those situations normally. He's normally better when he's running onto it. Um, but he brings it down nicely, chips out of his feet, got enough power on the shot, side but netting. hit hit the side netting, didn't he? But a, yeah. a, a good effort. Ladapo then comes on for John Jules um, before a nasty-looking injury to Evans means Don Ball mm. comes on. Um, this is a worry, isn't it? Evans being being injured, although we do, have, especially as Morsley got booked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they said anything about it. Was it a muscle or was it was it an impact? Do we know if there's anyone... Inside of the knee, I think. Sorry? Inside knee. of his knee, I think. So we haven't heard you know, if, it's, more. if that's an impact, that might not be too bad. I mean, yeah, I saw him going on at in front of us with ice on it. If it's impact, but yeah, if that's any sort of uh, ligament damage, then you're looking at least a couple of weeks, aren't you? Maybe three. If, if it is some sort of might even minor ligament damage, he ain't going to be playing. He's not going to be playing Tuesday, and he probably won't even. He wouldn't be playing Saturday either. So you're going to think um, he's going to be out at least a couple of weeks if it is. But let's hope it's not too serious. But again. Ball came on, and I thought he's—I know, you know, Derby probably was an ideal substitution at that stage. As Ball came on, and I thought he did—he did really well. He just looks so composed. Ball doesn't he? he hasn't got he the range know. of passing that Evans has, but technically, but yeah, and he—I he, I heard. Um, um, I don't know if you saw. There was a tweet from a QPR fan. Somebody watched the game on Sky and said, "When has what have you done to Don Ball to make him a sort of ball carrying midfield player? What the hell's yeah breaking the line? What's going on?" He uh, looks yeah, leaner really as well, like don't you think? From Sorry? earlier in the season, compared to earlier in the season, he looks. Fit. fitter and leaner yeah. as well i thought yeah 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 no i think it'll be it, 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 i'm not too too concerned at that especially you know given that we're a you know a, yeah a toughish away game coming up on tuesday evening absolutely blue monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport fan network and nordvpn giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call 
on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, just dipping back into the action before we before we wrap Friday night up. Um, 85th minute, we have a corner down our right. And actually, this one wasn't taken short, was it? In swinger from Leif Davison. Again, it's in towards Burns, isn't it, Dave? And then, good header. Um, it was a good header. How, how, what, what happened it was after that? a weird that? one, wasn't it? I, I, again, if the, the, I mean, obviously, right in, front, right in front of you. Well, I suppose you were sort of behind it, were you? Where you sat? Uh, no, yeah, I had a, I had a good view of it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a forward, tell me a forwards challenge, but then does Burns seem to, you know, go over, you know, deliberately go over him? It looked all a bit dramatic, um, and the ref, well, seemingly, seemingly was going to wave, was going to wave it away, and then, um, as I said earlier, we had the assistant waving his flag furiously, obviously right in front of you, and. Um, Make of a decision, which is wow, you know, isn't he supposed I, to put the flag across his chest? Yeah, I, 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 that indeed. really annoyed I, me. Uh, yeah, no, he is. Traditional. I know he was obviously flagging that way, so you think I'm okay, already fuming yeah, about that's the black my shirt. It's that, isn't it? But, yeah, anyway, but and then the penalty itself, I think a few of us were surprised when Jackson, but obviously, Chaplin, who missed the last one, was, wasn't was on anyway. Evans had gone off. Um, I mean, I subscribe to the. I mean, in those situations, right footed, my friend, left foot penalty. Time, I do subscribe to the Harry Kane thought of just whip it across the keeper, whip it across him every time. You know, if you open yourself up, you're always at risk to keep. You know, you, it's got to be perfect. Um, and it was just, it wasn't worse. I've seen worse struck. Chaplin's was a horrific penalty the other week, far worse <laughs> than that one. But yeah, keeper, who, to be fair, um, he was off his line, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, and do you know what? It's, uh, almost double jeopardy on the linesman there because perhaps had the lino not given the pen, he may well have may well have flagged for that, if, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, that, that he was at least, well, yeah, I'd say yard off his line, but he was a few feet off his line. And yeah, it was uh, that, that old adage, it was a nice height and he guessed right and it was a decent save. I've seen worse strike penalties than that. Mm. But can you imagine had he not, um, had that ball that struck the post... <laughs> Not come out to burn oh, and it yeah. would have missed the pen as well. Yeah, I mean there wasn't an audible like disquiet with Jackson picking the ball up because I think there's just general noise in the ground anyway. But yeah, I, I think all of us were kind of a bit questioning why Jackson felt so compelled to do it. I think he grabbed the ball off Leaf Davis who strikes a good ball, doesn't he? I mean there was enough yeah, no, on the pitch. I didn't no one notice that, maybe. did he? I didn't notice that, but. Yeah, as Dave says, you know, it's uh, it's just one yeah, of well, those. Yeah, he won't be taking another one. I suspect. Neil Atkinson says we haven't had a regular, right now, regularly now, good now, penalty taker since Tommy Miller and before. Oh, he, he was on comms, wasn't he, Tommy? He Miller? was on. He was on comms. Yeah, I think he, he drove down in his Audi TT. I think, but no, he's um. <laughs> he no, you're right. Didn't drive there. home Tom, in it, Dave. But yeah, no, I didn't. Unfortunately, but Tommy Miller, same as same as Witten, he's a good penalty taker, a bit like Kane. They just they just go cold, don't they? They just absolutely yeah. To, go Tommy cold. Miller did go that side though, didn't he, Dave? More often oh, than yeah, not. but Tommy Miller could right in the side now. He was quality penalty taker. He was in the yeah. he was in the arcade street tavern with me after the game, Dave. Was he, mate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he well, so obviously just, obviously just, wasn't driving his Audi TT then. I I bought him a beer. Um, there you go. Yeah, top top man, isn't he, Tommy yeah, Miller? He's, he's superb. Um, mate. He had a busy evening. He was there opening Burleys as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Um. Then then on Cocoms, as as you've said. Rob Hughes says, I would have got leave to take the pen. Watched him shooting during the warm-up. He's a great striker of the balls, hitting it better than the strikers. I agree. I mean, it's easy to say this in hindsight because Jackson's missed the penalty. And to be fair to Jackson, he has scored a penalty for Ipswich before. But I always think you've got to have your technical players taking penalties. Yeah, Tommy Miller, was, he was, yeah. He was a, te- a technical player. Hmm. Well, I think we all, we all called it, Mikey. I mean, we were all a little bit anxious, I think. Mm. There were, I, if you in the, if you're in the chat and you were thinking brilliant two 0 when we win this penalty and Jackson steps up, then let me know. And I, I need to be I don't want to be unnecessarily critical of Jackson because he had an excellent game as we said, but just at that moment, you know, you, you, it's a question mark given he's not hit the target. I'm not sure he got you know he's had two efforts on goal, maybe three. And they're all off target, haven't they? So yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> would have been interesting. An in, interesting one, like, like alluded to before, had he rounded the keeper and hit the post, and I say it didn't yeah. fall to Burns or went out, mm-hmm. would he have then? Yeah, his confidence would have been surely well shot then because he's missed an open goal. Then yeah. would he have taken the post? But who knows? 
Ibsen, who knows? But, it didn't matter in the end. As we, we saw the game out pretty impressively, I thought. Walton, it just helps having that massive goalkeeper that will yeah. just come out and punch and, and fabulous it. orange and shirt. Say, so kick it into the right areas. We'll talk about shirts in a little bit, Rich. And their um, balls in the balls in the box weren't great at all. They're playing a lot of straight balls, yeah. weren't they? And they're going out. And yeah, their their final ball, you know, you you think you know, you've got te- technical players like Hurahan there, and you think, oh, don't let him land on the ball and just float one back post or something. But yeah, they're they're, they're balls into the box after we scored in that in that final seven minutes, wasn't it? Uh, you know, for, for Ipswich, I just didn't feel they, they as you say, they managed it really, really well. We did concede a few silly free kicks around our yeah. penalty area, didn't we? But there was one moment, I think, where McGoldrick picks the ball up outside the area and has a long-range shot. And you know, God bless wide. him, it was a McGoldrick shot from his Portman Road days. It was a low one travelling with very little pace. And <laughs> I think Walton tips it wide, but I think it's already going wide. Yeah. Um, and that was it, really. That's that, mm. that's that was a lot from Derby. And as much as you know, we've, we said maybe we weren't firing on all cylinders, the highlights to me, when I watched them back afterwards... You know, we've had many more moments on goal. I'm not going to say the clear-cut chances, but we were far more active in front of goal than they were, put it that way. Yeah, Yeah, no, you're right. And a really strong defensive performance, if not a fantastic overall performance. Mm. Yeah, I thought probably Wolfenden again looked really good. And Edmonton too, but Wolfenden looked Mm. good. Then again, the second half, he had that foot race with, uh, it could have been Barkhouse, and I can't remember, and he just sort of like... Just goes past him, does it? He get the ball, and you think, oh, it's on to, you know, a bit of a risky one, knock it back the wall, and he kind of drops his shoulder and turns away. And yeah, love to see that. Love to see that. He's playing really well at the moment, isn't he? And Michael in the chat has said that Keo comes on and chucks himself in the way of something, yep. and you know, yeah. bodies in the line, that, and he? he looked happy at full time. And you know, there's some history there for him. Yeah, it's great so. that he can contribute as well. Yeah, yeah. fantastic Brilliant from him. So the only the only negative, in my opinion, was that we were wearing our black third shirt. I know it's not a big deal. We won. We broke the sky curse. It's not the end of the world. Well, but kind of... I'd rather see us wearing our home kit. It it felt like we were watching New Zealand rugby against Hearts. Yeah, some strange, yeah, you know, you're Ipswich, thinking Ipswich derby games in the past, and you, you know, you'd plonk yourself there, right? Who's playing who? You just wouldn't wouldn't have actually had a clue. Obviously, the other negative was uh, Morsey's now suspended for Tuesday. Yeah, and and the Evans injury, I suppose. Yeah, yeah so there's, yeah, there's, all, there's. I guess this is the irrelevant news to go with the bad news. Rich um, Mullet says yeah. that black shirts are slimming, aren't they? Good. <laughs> Not for me, Mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, look, I, I've given I've given my thoughts on this one, but yeah. given we won, I really. Don't care anymore. Wear it for every match, frankly. If we're going to win every week and wearing it, then I'm on board with that. But I know there are a lot of people, and and interesting that Matt Holland hasn't. I think is Matt Holland colourblind. I think he said that he is. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, I, think I think Kevin so Maguire, who's um, the price of football on Twitter, uh, talks about it as well. Must be difficult for people who are colourblind to have followed that on Friday as well. So, yeah. I, I, interesting that both. Um, Derby and Ipswich are Umbro manufacturers as well. So I wonder whether Umbro had a say in that as well because Derby had to wear their their third kit. But yeah, it's something that it was a night. It was mentioned on the comms, wasn't it? Um, It's one of those things. We won the games, guys. Let's let's move on. It. I'm sure it won't happen again. Yeah. Well, for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Freddie Ladapo as well. Tony Rand. We were desperate for Freddie to win a few headers, and he didn't win a thing. He's a he's a big lad. I don't. Yeah. He's not the greatest he in the air, is he? He just, he just didn't really, considering the game that he was coming into, he just didn't seem to up have much, much. Yeah, he didn't look up, particularly up for it. Not much in the way of energy. No, no. I was a he, bit. He, 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 yeah, he certainly should win more than more than the air. I just is his technique. I don't know. Does he just not time his jumps? very well I don't, I don't know what it is but yeah you, you know you now almost expect and when the ball is played up to him in the air you're almost expecting him it's almost a oh he's won that one it's almost a prize when he does win it but mm-hmm. um i mean yeah he's up against obviously chester and chester and um and davis who are fairly uncompromising rugged sort of defenders but even so um right through the season he just doesn't win much in the air at all and the biggest mm-hmm. disappointment for, for me on friday for ladapo obviously he doesn't start and he's he's not started quite a lot of the games of late is 
it, we needed him to be pressing Derby from the front because we were yeah. getting deeper and deeper holding on to that. And there was a few moments where he just packed up, looked really frustrated. There was a moment where there was crosswise with Burns and um, Burns wants to run his man and probably should play in Ladapo. But I just didn't think he was particularly energetic when he came off the bench. And He looked you know, flat, didn't he? That's the kind of stuff that we need him to do. If he's not going to score goals, he needs to work hard. And I don't, I kind of, yeah, I'm not, if I'm a Kenner, I'm thinking, well, what have I seen here to justify starting him? I, I don't think I've seen anything. You know, I'm not saying he needs to score a goal, but you know, getting a few blocks, you know, put the keeper under pressure when he's playing out. You know, I just didn't do any of that stuff. It's strange, isn't it? He, again, he had this, this, this whole stop-start rotation, though, because he scored his goals, didn't he? he? Scored Plymouth, scored a great goal against um, great goal against Portsmouth, and again, it, the rotational bit has kicked in again. And you thought, and you thought when he scored those two goals, you know, you think, oh, here we go, here we go, he's going to be off, off and up and running. But it just again, it, uh, maybe this is a game down to the rotation, but it just hasn't happened yet, has it? Indeed, there, there's a couple of theories for Ladapo's. <clears throat> performance or, or lack thereof. Dan Connor says we stopped putting the press on as a unit oh, yeah. when, when he came on, possibly on Maybe. McKenna's instructions. Mm. Um, but I'm interested to know if, if, if Dan, if you want to put a reply to this question, maybe why, why would we stop the press though? I'm just not, because we wouldn't surely need the strike. Cause if we know that Derby are going to push for an equalizer, they may as well just chuck a load of bodies forward. So I just wonder why we would stop, the press but anyway uh, uh, that maybe there are some stuff there i mean we talked about denassin's overlapping and i think that i do think that's a tactical choice and maybe dan's right i'm just interested why you'd, you'd make the change for the striker and not encourage him to put put his opposite mark you know opposite numbers under a bit of pressure but anyway sorry there we are J- jules there's a theory as well ladapo looked like he'd been in the pub with mikey before the game um, yeah, he definitely wasn't. I know he's got a young, he's got a young baby, hasn't he, Ladapo? Maybe that was what it was. Yes. Eric Clapton says he looked Teething. fed up. Teething. Um, uh, Norman Greenwell says yeah. he seems to be the polar opposite of Jackson. And Rob Hughes said he looked oddly knackered and peed off when he came on. Yeah, I, that's the energy I got. But mm. we don't know what's going on there, do we? Yeah, yeah. I think Mike Dan might be right point. as well. He makes a good point there. Yeah, this one. No, the one before Mike. The mic. Oh, that's Dan okay. responding to me though. And mid block. Add that yeah. to our glossary of football terms. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, sorry. And, and Mike Warner said he looked fed up, but the balls up to him were not great. And by then everyone had dropped 10 yards. Yeah. So he had no one near him. Yeah. I so, think yeah, a bit of a yeah, storm. There's and, probably something the in there. Was, I think. Is that we, we saw out the game with, with him on the pitch. Um, so it's a great shout yeah, though by Mike Warner down there. Yep. Derby were disappointed. Frankly, we weren't our best. Derby were disappointing, weren't they? They really weren't all that, were they? Really, uh, we were debating this on the Telegram group, weren't we, about whether that squad at Derby is suited to Paul Warren's style of play. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, Hurahan's going to get in any team, but he's a creative midfielder, isn't he? he Athletic enough for him? I'm not sure. I think I'm. I'm not saying that Paul Warren's team's a long ball. But I just wonder but those, whether... those long straight balls into the box near the end that Dave was talking about, that is a sign of a team that isn't particularly comfortable putting long balls into the box. Yeah, it is. And dare I say, you sometimes see it when in the women's game, when England women are, are, are chasing a late goal and they start playing the long ball, they're just not very good at it because it's just not how they play. And they've been coached to play football by Rooney and Rossini, weren't they? And well, yeah, it's going to take a, yeah. it's going to take a while for Derby to figure out Paul Warren's style. He's got a, a window in January. I'd be I'd be I don't know when we play Derby again, but I wouldn't be surprised if it looks more like Rotherham than yeah. Derby, as it were, kind of thing when we next play them. Hmm. Mullet says, speaking of Warren's style, that bobble hat <laughs> body warmer combo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not, not, not everyone can be as stylish as um, as it Mullet, was, can they? It was like eighteen degrees on Friday evening, wasn't it? It was a balmy evening. Like, yeah. yeah, love that. He's trying to sell some merch in the Derby store, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Romeo didn't like the bobble hat either. But no, there we go. Ordinary Derby yeah, says I think Eric so. Clapton. So yeah, we've look, looked at Derby. Let's take a look at the other results from across the weekend. As we said, we were able to just sit back and in, enjoy those results coming in. Oh, and some of them, as you mentioned earlier, were pretty pretty favourable for us, weren't they? The, um, rearrange this screen. I, th- 
I think that the, the Bristol Rovers Plymouth, just as Bristol Rovers were scoring their goals, pretty much on a par with um, Norwich conceding there too at Sheffield yeah. United. That was a beautiful thing. Absolutely that looked beautiful. like both of them looked like fantastic games as well. I watched the the highlights of the Sheffield Did United Norwich see, game. There was see so our guys goals, wasn't it? And the Argyle goals, yeah. goals. Yeah. Flipping egg. As someone said on the Telegram group, I can't keep pulling those out of the bag, surely. No. But um, yeah, and Bristol Rovers had a hell of a chance to, well, as as did Norwich and Sheffield United, obviously not talking about that division, but Bristol Rovers had a hell of a chance to win it in uh, really the last knockings, didn't they? Sort of half. Yeah. That Cooper made sort of pushed it against a post sort of point blank yeah. header. What about that second goal, Dave? That was a great move, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really good. They, yeah, they decent. But the, the, the goal, that Zaz goal was something else, wasn't it? The left foot. Both of those goals from outside the box is interesting, that, isn't it? Well, I guess yeah. we kind of think of them maybe as, you know, finishing chances within the penalty area, the six-yard box maybe, but here's they're shooting the that, from range. That Zaz goal reminded me of his one, his one from the, from the archives. You can pull it out, down bent against Burnley away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cut Cuts in. inside on his left foot. Whack. Right. Whack. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great goal. Great memories, that one. Cool. Um, Lincoln, the... They've taken four points off us and Sheffield Wednesday in the space of a week. Like maybe they're going to, well, they are the sort of team that while they're not going to be challenging the playoffs this year by the looks of it, they are going to take points off off teams around us, aren't they? Accrington are another team like that. And it looks for all the well that they were going to do that against yeah. Bolton for a lot of the game. But Bolton came back and yeah, that Affelion, it was Affelion that got the, the winning yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah, absolute limbs in that in that away end. Um, let's have a look at the other ones. Port Vale, Tuesday night's opponents, a decent win for them away at Cambridge. They... Oh, Paul Digby own goal, Mikey. Yes. Put yeah, right well, near the end, I think. Yeah. yeah. Exeter had a, a, a late winner. Portsmouth back back to winning ways. I saw Piggott was playing playing for them and mm. might have even might have even had a rare start for them. Um, he, he came close in the second half. Wickham, I think maybe there, Wickham are, going to start moving up the table a little bit. Barnsley lost at Morecambe. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Although Morecambe were surprisingly all, all right against us, weren't they? Peterborough, a big win for them away at Oxford, back to winning ways. And Charlton have like, snuck, snuck up there as well. Whoa. I thought they were having a bad season and they looked down and now they're in the playoff spots ahead of our game there, aren't they? Yeah, I think the guys on Friday were saying we're playing at the, at the wrong time, maybe. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're doing all right. And yeah, Oxford, Matty Taylor sent off on that one. They can't get their season going in Peterborough. I mean, you know, again, Rich. Pretty straightforward. MK. And MK, MK, I was going to say oh, MK. Uh, Liam Manning, yeah. As much as highly sought after manager, I think in the summer, really under pressure there at the yeah, moment. I'm not sure his what's stock, going on. His stock has certainly dropped, hasn't it? I think. Mm. So you, this season, you, so far. you still worried about MK, Rich? Yeah. yeah, I say it every week. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> worried about MK. I don't know why I'm worried about them. I've got no affiliation to them whatsoever. Just a nice but, way, day, isn't it? Let's look at that table. So we've closed the gap to to just two points, haven't we? Yeah, beautiful um, so thing. Thirty three points from fifteen games. That's not too bad, is it? And and yeah, that gap to Peterborough in fourth is quite tasty as well, isn't it? I think a noticeable thing there is the is the top three. You know, the only three resembling um, two points a game, aren't they? You know, the others are miles off. You got Pompey with two Pompey. games. Oh, sorry, now, sorry, yeah. Pompey. Sorry, uh, yeah, with the games. Still in got to win them, but, but yeah. yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and obviously, um, Charlton dropped out of the playoff places, didn't they? When Bolton scored those goals, um, yeah, they might, may well be back in them by the time we go there at the weekend. Well, there's half a chance that they will be. Step back into those comments and see how many things we've said wrong. Um, I reckon probably, probably might be they've got MK Dons at home on Tuesday. Oh, okay, three points then. Yeah, well, yeah, on current form, you think so? Yeah. Uh, right, Shane Forest Green Rovers couldn't get an equaliser. Seems to be pushing for it at the end. Jim, Jim Elmy, do we are we still high on Portsmouth? Do we do we expect them to be up there, there or thereabouts? Hashtag. What do you think, Dave? I, I think so. Um, again, they've got these games in hand. They're still, they're still there, aren't they? Um, yeah, I, I, I think they will be. Interesting that Piggott played yesterday. Was Bishop not playing then, or Bishop was we... playing? They played wow. Piggott and Bishop. Okay, um, All right. possibly. Maybe it was Scott. I know that they're missing loads of midfielders, 
So Scarlet, I, think, I know, played. Yeah, may, um, maybe they yeah. changed, changed well, the Pack formation. Was, and... Pack was suspended, probably, wasn't he? He got sent off last weekend, was it? Okay. I think. Um, yeah, I, I would still think them. I, look, I don't think the top six, top eight, I say, well, OX are there now, but the top six, let's say, maybe Charlton, seven. Yeah, I think that will be pretty much it for most of the season. I can't see anyone else really. Ma- Barnsley are going off the boil. Um, can you see anyone else making a run from there, really? I say a run, it's still early, but I, th- I think those t- those top six will be pretty much there most of the mo- all season, I think. We will see, won't we? Jules wants to know how many games did we play last year before we got to 33 points. Sure. Um, sort of I think it was February, November, wasn't it? I think someone's put that up in the... Yeah. Must have been late November, right? No, it must yeah, have yeah, been yeah. Late, later yeah. than that. Really? When did we, when did we play Wickham? Early that was November. late in November. Oh, was it? Or was it... I can't remember. Yeah. I get confused when we played Portsmouth. So we scored four at Portsmouth and four at Wickham, didn't we? Hmm. I know. I, I know we lost it. I went to Sunderland, and that was around about November the twentieth last year when we lost. Um, yeah, I'd have thought later than that, really. I'd have thought probably into December, but you might be right. Yeah, this is yeah, this is when we need someone in the chat to to give Help Jules an answer because we someone obviously will, don't have someone it. Will step Veronica up. Cunningham says second of oh, November, but really doesn't seem right. But there we go. Maybe we'd played lots more games. Yeah, today. perhaps. Um, Romeo says Pompey will score lots of goals. They probably will. Oh, sorry, Veronica was saying that we played Wickham on the second of November. Ah, oh, right. I was so yeah, it was probably that. after. It was probably a while yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah, I thought um, so. <laughs> Rob Hughes, amazing. Our extrapolated points total is over one hundred, and yet we can I... easily think of lots of points we really should have had too. Yeah. Do you Lonsley think this and would... Bolton? Yep. Yeah, they're the two jumping out. They were the two previous games that I've been to this season as well. So it's, they're always tight games when I go. And I'm going to Charlton. So oh. um, can expect a, another edgy one. Would we take a point from... What, what What would we take from Port Vale and and Charlton? Three points out of those two? I want four. I wouldn't want them to be yeah, losing. Four would be nice. One at three would mean you'd lose one. Yeah, four I think would be a good return. Yeah, win at Port Vale, draw at draw at the Valley. Mm. And if Evans is injured, I think most people are suggesting it's going to be Ball and Humphreys playing on Tuesday. I know Mike Warner definitely is. He's looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Could 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 we see that? Is that the he most knows, likely, yeah. do you think? I think so, don't you? Who were the, who else would you, yeah. can you see playing? Ball and Humphreys. I mean, Kamara might see? get 60 minutes, perhaps. He can play in the central midfield role, perhaps. Who's that, Rich? Um, Kamara. Yeah, right. seemingly too early for him, though, isn't Maybe it? I don't know. Did he, play, did he play 23 or 23s on yeah, Friday? Yeah, he played Friday, didn't he? Yeah. He, again, I didn't take any notice. How, how long did he get there? I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe it's too soon. I mean, definitely. I'd, yeah. I'd have thought too soon. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't say, I didn't, I was, I was out last Tuesday, I didn't see any of it at Cambridge, but they said, yeah, he came on and he, you know, he was busy, but he, he looked a bit off it, a little bit off it still, as he would be. But just w- we, what a we ended the, we, we ended 2021, sorry, 31st December, end of the calendar year on 32 points. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so yeah, I was wow. totally wrong. But yeah, it was a struggle. Lucky. But, but yeah, um, I, th- I think it would be Paul and Humphreys, and I agree with Lee, four points is what I'd be looking for yeah. for the week. I would, yeah. I'd, I'd expect, I, I would expect a point at Charlton rather than Port Vale. I think Port Vale have got a few injury issues. Harrison oh, okay. didn't play mid um, against. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah, I saw um, that. I'm not really sure strikers, what's going yeah. on there. But... And he's they ain't got many goals. I think he scored seven and and one assist. I know he takes penalties as well, but yeah, he's he's having he's, quite a half decent uh, season. Yeah, he's he? good flurry of goals since he joined them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did always have injury problems, though, didn't he? Mm. Uh, Ver- Veronica says four points. Jim Wait, says oh, four points. Oh. R- Romeo says four. Yeah, I think I um, think that would be a good. <laughs> Mullet wants six points. It's just yeah. Let's just win both. Well, there's of no them. reason we could, we we could be we no. could be top. Plymouth play Exeter next Sunday. Did I see? Yeah, they're not playing Saturday. They're playing. I think they play. Yeah, they do. They play. Um, I know. No, I've got that wrong. No, they're playing Shrewsbury. I don't know. Mm. Something I've seen earlier, but anyway, yeah. 
What was I seeing? Oh, sorry, Sheffield. It's not Plymouth. Sheffield Wednesday are playing. Um, are playing Sunday. Okay. Veronica says Humphreys was so tidy at Cambridge. I think we're all quite excited about seeing Humphreys playing in a league game. It's just maybe a little bit of a surprise that it's probably going to come alongside Dominic Ball rather than alongside Sam Sam Morsey. Mm. Norman Greenwall says we desperately need a striker in January. I had me as a project, not impressed with John Jules and Adapo is very inconsistent. Few people talking about Connor Wickham, Joe Fairs being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Done all right for a screen, isn't he? I, I wouldn't be against that. I, I think I agree with Norman, but there's still time for these players to get form. And we have spoken about it. I think folk have mentioned it in the chat. McKenna's rotation does mean that these forwards are not getting consistent minutes, getting familiar with the players around them to be able to maybe be more consistent. And maybe that's a factor that might come into McKenna's thinking. Maybe it's like, we're still in October. This is the audition. Who wants to be the first choice? Well, none of them really have have done it, you know. So I, I think John Jules is probably in primary position now. Maybe, well, maybe Jackson after Friday. But it, yeah, it depends on what McKenna wants, isn't it? You know, he's going to continue to rotate for tactical reasons or form-wise. So, but I think probably I wouldn't be surprised if we'd need a striker in January. And, I, and I'm not against Wickham, as I said before. Mm. Sentimental signings. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's yeah. Neil actually. Yeah, um, Blue says shout out to the birthday boy Baggett Gillingham joined top. Not just again, score, right? Oh. Yeah, two goals. He also gave away a penalty, but um, fortunately enough, that that was for him. It was missed. So yeah, he, he can enjoy his enjoy his birthday. Um, not a good weekend for penalties, is it? No, no. Oh, um, there's at least three penalties now that I know that. Have- been missed. What's going on? Keepers off their lines. Come on, referees. Must be. Come on, Lino. Sort it out. Here's a nice one. On this day last year, we had 20 points. (laughs) And a couple of people have pointed out to me that Dominic Ball has played with Cameron Humphreys before in the Pizza Cup. So it's kind of, it's it's all just working out absolutely fine, isn't it? Rich, what are we doing podcast-wise this week, do you think? Because we've got Portland on Tuesday night away. We sometimes do a live show straight after we might do it wednesday but you'll definitely be back with a pre-match head of charlton won't you well a tbc for me um okay. i'm Ooh. out and there about this week it will be oh. a pre-match show it will definitely be out one way or the other on friday seb and i might do it live friday night um if if that's something that is buttering people's parsnips then we'll um then we'll consider that one let's know about that in the chat if you want a friday night live podcast i need to check, confirm seb's around for that Seb and I are at Port Vale, so that that counts us out of doing a live post-match straight yeah. afterwards on Tuesday. But I would imagine it will be a Wednesday night jobby um, with someone, probably Seb and another Friday, and then we'll be back to talk about charting on the Sunday live, as always, 8pm. Is a new ground for you, Rich? Ticking it off. Tick yeah, I off. think it, there was a point where it was the biggest pitch in the entire 92, but I assume that They've been usurped by Arsenal or Spurs or someone since, but yeah, big old pitch apparently. So yeah, well, I'm when they, sure we'll enjoy that. so I, I I've done Port Vale. Um, I did it in 1999 or maybe 2000 when we Matt Holland goal is that your Matt favorite? Scored, scored a volley and I think James Scowcroft scored a scored a header, and I thought it was Richard Naylor until hearing it on the radio on the way home. Because um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't six foot three in the year 1999 so i didn't have a great view um neil atkinson has been there as well he can claim to have seen axendale play it is a wide pitch i don't remember it being new year's day but yeah axendale hit the post and he was sort of already wheeling away celebrating when it hit the post finally finally um, oh. yeah always great to have a jonas axendale reference <laughs> uh, i'm sure that's um sorry that yeah veronica says see, see you at Port Vale. Jules says that's boiling my sprouts. I'm not sure that's... Is that positive, Jules? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I hope you're that... right, Jules. Anyway, if your <laughs> sprouts are boiling away. Um, <laughs> should probably wrap it up here, shouldn't we? Yeah. Any, any, anything you want to plug this week, Dave? Any any last thoughts? No, not I, really. I a shout out to your lovely granddaughter, Rosie, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, nicely, nicely retrieved there. Nicely retrieved. Um, 
No, not really. Look, let's just hope four points would be a brilliant return, I think. Yeah, I would say brilliant return. Six points would be a brilliant return. Four points would be a satisfactory return, I think. Keep keep um you know uh, keep a little unbeaten run going and um you know into what that'll be three or four games then and then carry it on to um, carry it on to Bracknell. Absolutely, yeah. I've got to try and get hold of a ticket for that game. No, it's half how are you ever going to do that? Well, I've got Seb Brown's um, gold card, so right. I've got as much chance as anyone did, else. But did, did I see something on the Telegram earlier that said they had four hundred and twenty-eight in attendance yesterday? Wow, that's brilliant! <laughs> Just shows yeah. what what drawing the Ipswich effect. Big club can do the Ipswich effect. Tell you what, what I do like. I like. Um, I'm liking what their own their owner seems a fairly straight up and down guy, doesn't he? So Kanye out on the yeah, <laughs> top top guy says it as it is like that. Brilliant. Um, I'm just going to dip. Shall I dip back into the comments? Great show as always. Chat going on, Matt Macon, yeah. Sprouts, Sprouts should be roasted. Um, yeah, pancetta. Yeah. Should, yeah. No, yeah. Lally, Sprouts should be banned, mate. No, Sprouts come should be banned. On. Wow. <laughs> devil's work. The devil's work. <laughs> Here we go. This is a cookery. It's, it's almost like Craig, Craig Finbo have, having him with us. Roasting works too. Called Show de Bruxel in France. That's probably oh. a joke, isn't it? Um, Butchered that. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Bruxelles. 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 <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, everyone, for, for joining in. If you could drop us a like um, in the chat, that's a big help. And I'm going to sign off, and I'm going to make sure that I click the outro this time. So goodbye, everyone. Thanks for watching. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.